0: We are here today to talk about the heart chakra, the Anahata chakra, and how we can keep it balanced and activated. And so, you know, I try and spend the week before the classes thinking, spending more time in this particular space. And so I've been spending a lot of time in my heart chakra this week, thinking about um, how I can be more compassionate and more understanding and more loving and how I can give even more. And the events over the past couple of days, I'm sorry if I get a little emotional. I've been a little emotional today. Um, it's just, um, it's a call for all of us to open our hearts as more than we have ever before. And just when we think we understand to know that there is more understanding that we can do. And so I'm really excited to be sharing this information with you today. And I think it's just so um, relevant when we uh, talked about the root chakra that felt like a particularly strong area to be focused on that um, sense of security. And um, the heart chakra to me, um, it seems uh, like something we should all be Really tuning into, so um, I'm so grateful to be coming together with beautiful light workers in this moment for the purpose of educating ourselves, to become more self aware, to um, to raise our consciousness, and coming together with that intention, even in a virtual space, is extremely powerful. So thank you so much for sharing your presences, your presences with all of us. So um, so that being said, we're just going to dive in. And then, of course, we'll do a meditation at the end today as well. And I apologize if there is sounds coming in from my space over here. So the um, Anahata Chakra translates in Sanskrit to unstruck. And that refers to the sounds of the celestial realm is one definition. And so I'm going to show you uh, this one image and you guys can see that, right? This Anahata symbol right here. So this sixth, can you see that? Okay, great. So the six-pointed star in the middle here is um, representative. It's a Hindu symbol. It's the Shatkona symbol. And that is the male, the Shiva energy, the masculine energy, meeting the female, the feminine Shakti energy. And the um, 12 petals along the outside. So there's 12 petals there. And then there's a six-pointed star. And so it is thought that because 12 times... 6,000 equals 72,000, which is the number of nadis or yogic energy channels that we have running through our body. So Mm -hmm. you might see a symbol where there is another row of eight petals along the outside. And this symbol just symbolizes how the heart connects the lower chakras to the higher chakras. Um, So often... When our heart feels in conflict, it's because the energy, it's stopping here and we are not connecting those lower chakras to those higher, more spiritual chakras. And so that's what the heart does for it. It allows that channel um, to flow freely. And I'm not going to show you the other, the, Hindu, the other Hindu symbol, but just I'm going to share with you. So the... um in other symbols, you may see the Hindu god Vayu, who is riding an antelope or a deer in the, in the middle. And the deer is thought to carry grace and gentleness. These animals are very sensitive to their surroundings and they are thought to be a symbol of purity. Uh, Vayu is the lord of the winds, which makes sense because the element of the heart is air. It's oxygen because the heart chakra also controls the lungs. Right. So there is this idea of movement. We are always trying to make the prana flow throughout our body. So there's this idea of not only air, but of of, of clearly moving, uh, moving air. And um, so sorry, somebody was just having an issue there trying to get in. Um, So, right. So Shakti is the great feminine energy of the universe. She is the divine feminine in uh, Hindu philosophy and it is said that she uh, controls the heart chakra and it is said that the heart is the center of Atman, which is the the highest self. And because we talked about the deer in this and antelope, you know, so often where these animals who've traditionally been associated with the chakras, I have felt it didn't maybe didn't really resonate with, with us in a contemporary audience, but I do love the idea of, of deer energy um, controlling this this chakra. Uh, deer help us to navigate obstacles with grace. They help us to listen to our instincts and to our hearts. They help us to be in touch with our inner child, and they help us to alter course quickly and easily. They help us to be gentle with ourselves and others. So we've talked about before this idea of animal totems, And so that is, those are when you come into deer in your life, if you see them, if you see them on a commercial, however it is that those could be the messages that they are trying to send to you. And then as a totem, you're always welcome to tap into that energy, particularly if it helps you to open up that heart chakra even more. So the seed sound for the heart chakra is yum or young. You can just like feel it up there, you know, in the top of your mouth. And so this is something you can just meditate on the sound. It's thought that these seed sounds for each of the mantra actually help to raise your consciousness way this chakra um, just in the repeating of it and we know there are a million different ways to meditate and as we would move forward on our spiritual journeys it's important to find one that that works for us and what works for one person is not going to work for another one this is uh, is where you sit and say the sound over and over and over to yourself with the hopes of on the sound and allowing your other thoughts to float away, thus making your mind more clear and your energy more activated. We can probably guess what the heart chakra represents, right? It's the center of love and compassion. It's where we feel gratitude. It's where we feel forgiveness and If we think about, I like the idea of the chakras as building blocks, right? So moving upwards from the bottom, when we have grounded ourselves with our root chakra, when we feel safe and supported by the world, then we are able to move into the sacral chakra where we trust our emotions. We allow them to guide us to a spiritual place. We feel sexy and sensual. We are um, appreciating this human form and we enjoy it. Then we move to the solar plexus. We know who we are are, we know uh, how we identify, we know the gifts we have to offer, we feel confident expressing them, and now we move to the heart, which is we're relating to the world from a more spiritual level. As we were um, developing those lower chakras, um, you know, we make mistakes and we do things and we hurt people. And so when we move into the heart chakra, this is our space of self-forgiveness. This is our place of self-love of being gentle with ourselves. And this chakra um, is all about uh, being selfless, being of service. And now that we feel safe in ourselves, now that we know we we, uh, we are abundant and there we are constantly being re-energized by the universe, we can give freely because that well is never dry. Once you are tapped into source... <laughs> work from the chakras that we're doing, then you are able to just give, give, um, it's important that we stay aligned and that we take care of ourselves and then we can give to others. And that is where we offer it from, from, from the heart chakra. And if we want to raise consciousness, which we do, it is important that we begin those selfless acts because that is how we raise our vibration and how we raise our consciousness. Um, It means seeing every situation in the world through the eyes of love and through the eyes of understanding. And this is not easy. And in the last week, um, I have found focusing on this area that I've really been forced to face some uncomfortable truths about myself. Um, And it feels really good. And so the heart chakra has been sort of my way in to some of those deeper recesses uh, that Apparently, I haven't dealt with yet. Um, So when you are comfortable with yourself and when you celebrate all the lessons that you have learned and you continue to learn, when you are capable of honest self-reflection, then you are able to offer that same understanding to others on their own journey. When we offer understanding to ourselves and compassion to ourselves, we're able to offer it to other people. If we have a strained relationship with ourselves, then we will have a strained relationship with others. You know? Um, so many people in the West have blocks in the heart chakra because so many of us live from this lens of I instead of the lens of we, and as we continue on our spiritual journey and we become more and more aware that we are all connected, we are all made of the same stardust, we are, we can feel each other's pain, we can feel each other's joy, and so once we have that understanding, it makes us come from a we perspective, in Kundalini, when that energy force uh, rises up to the heart chakra, um, it means we are moving away from the material world and into the spiritual world, if you ever do Kundalini meditations. So when the heart chakra is balanced, we care for and respect all living beings. We are aware and open to seeing divine love in everyone, including ourselves. We are tolerant and patient. We are peaceful and joyful. We forgive easily, ourselves and others, and we express gratitude easily and often. When the heart chakra is imbalanced, that is when we experience loneliness. When we are processing grief, that is um, moving through the heart chakra. If you have a pattern of dysfunctional relationships um, or an imbalance between giving and taking, if you feel the need to isolate yourselves from others, which you know, excessively a little bit of isolation sometimes is okay. And uh, if you ha- if also if you are having a hard time giving space to someone you love, or if someone you are in a relationship with of any sort is having a hard time giving you space, that is the sign of an of an imbalanced heart chakra. Uh, adapting too much in a relationship because you may fear rejection or loneliness. And then also, you know, excessive egoic thinking. Narcissists, along with having overactive uh, solar plexus, uh, have, have, have really overactive heart chakras. If, something, if someone is controlling or jealous, or if you're feeling jealousy, the heart chakra would be an area to examine as well. Physical symptoms. So uh, of an imbalanced heart chakra. Any problems with the respiratory, any issues with the heart, the circulatory system, or your blood. Um, if you have any issues with your skin or your arms or your hands, uh, your shoulders. And most, a lot of us or so many of us have tense shoulders and we feel pressure. We feel the weight on our shoulders. And that is a reminder that we feel like we have to do everything on our own. And once we are tapped into the chakras, we know that there is an endless supply of energy running through us. And as we move to the more higher chakras, which allows to communicate and receive messages from our spirits, we are going uh, from our, our guides, our spiritual guides and our angels, we become even more aware that we do not have to handle things on our own ever. We've been talking about which glands are associated with these different chakras and the heart, which is, you know, the, the makes the most sense, but we're going to take a slight right turn here because I think we know enough about that. There is a secondary chakra that controls your thymus gland, which is right here. And it is, um, sorry, it's down here a little bit lower. It's between the heart and the sternum, and it's called the ascended heart chakra or the higher heart chakra. So, you know, some of the information that we're going to talk about maybe is more really the (laughs) ascended heart chakra than the heart chakra whatever it's all pretty much the same but um the information about the thymus is really helpful i think and something um we are just learning more and more about as we discover how much hormones in the endocrine system actually affect our physical beings so the thymus um is responsible for producing T cells, which helps us fight infection. um, It's our um, adaptive immune system. And so the thymus when we're young is really big and like pink and really big and healthy and it produces all these T cells. And then it starts to shrink over time until you are in, you know, till you're older and then it completely turns to fat and whatever T cells are in your body, you have to use them for the rest of your life. So it's thought um, that maybe an enlarged thymus is one of the reasons children are able to love as freely and openly as they do. And it is thought that maybe a declining thymus is what can attribute feelings of a closed heart as people get older. So it's, the thymus is particularly sensitive to hormonal imbalances and disruptions. So we can see why it's really important to take care of this chakra and this gland. And in times of stress, when our hormones are going wacky, we really have to care for ourselves, which is caring for our immune system, our thymus, our heart, and all of the above. So the, our heart is, divine love our heart is love and it is thought that the thymus is what helps us to transform that love it is often described as the seat of the soul and found, sound 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 therapy sound therapy is thought to be particularly powerful for this gland because of how close it is to the sternum which acts as a soundboard, and you can really feel and hear those vibrations and so it's thought that um, higher dimensional vibrations from the spiritual chakras actually enter through the thymus, where it then translates and sends it to the heart, which then sends this information out into our bloodstream. So you there's a lot of like workshops and classes about activating and balancing the thymus and you know, people say it's the key to longevity, and I mean, I don't, I don't know about that, but if you do want to work with the space at all, if you find that you have pressure in your chest, um, you may want to work with the heart chakra and also focus on your thymus Is this beautiful, bright, big, pink, pulsing, pulsing gland and protecting our, protecting our physical selves. Um, it's also tapping is really good for both the thymus and the heart chakra in general, EFT, emotional freedom technique. Um, also, if you're just in a meditation or if you're just feeling stressed, you can I'm wearing this, I'm not, You can just kind of tap right here. Um, and um, even just doing this without doing the affirmations along with it can be really soothing. So I would recommend you to try that. So there is a sense that is attached to every chakra. And the sense for the heart is the sense of touch. And it's because of the heart chakras association with connection, with um, with giving to others, with sharing with others. So it's – I know that for people particularly right now who are living alone, that can be really painful and difficult. And so what I hope is that we can give people tools – so that even when we are in times like this, there are other ways that we can find comfort and there are other ways that we can offer affection to, to ourselves. There is a mudra that is called the auspicious mudra, which I will invite you to try for the meditation if you would like, and it's really simple. It's just your right hand over your heart and then your left hand over your right hand, and you just breathe and you meditate and it is really grounding and really soothing for the heart chakra area. So let's say, you know, right? Uh, heart chakra you know because of this class or because of other things you're like I know I'm feeling lonely I know I'm getting you know I'm feeling some 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 fluttering I'm getting some panic attacks or you know I've I've had um, you know like if you have experience with pneumonia you know fluid in the lungs right so um, an action you can do being around animals is so amazing for opening the heart chakra. If you have particularly cuddly ones, um, but if you have any opportunity at all to spend time with animals and be around their gentle hearts and gentle spirits, you can't help but like feel feel it just break open. I know I've talked about this before, but I volunteer at a place. In Santa Clarita called The Gentle Barn. And I work with abused and neglected barnyard animals. And last week I was able to go and spend time with a calf who was suffering from pneumonia she was rescued from a slaughterhouse and she was suffering from pneumonia and it was not that bad she was she was on the up and up when I went and I was able to heal with her and she was getting acupuncture at the same time and she was just so open and loving and trusting and so I always it it, I mean my my heart was just like just broken open and so I would really recommend for you to spend some time with animals if you can. Being outside in nature is great. Being around green things. Um, I love botanical gardens and arboretums um, because there are such high vibes in a place with so many plants. So that's always a really great um, option. And cultivating an attitude of gratitude. I know it sounds glib, but remembering things to be grateful for is so... So incredibly powerful, especially when we are looking at healing the heart chakra. It stops the momentum of whatever direction your brain is going in and puts it immediately into the present, into appreciation, into gratitude, into love. And so if you are struggling with this chakra, I would definitely recommend um, trying to say it more to yourself throughout the day. Inviting people in, asking for help when you need it. We can't keep it all inside. We have to be able to reach out to people. Finding more ways to be of service and also conscious breathing, Uh, breath work. Um, If you can find any kind of more specific conscious breathing than uh, we have done in these classes, that can be very helpful for opening the heart chakra. So yoga poses. Upward facing dog or sphinx, whatever variation you like, you know, you're just up, you're opening this space right here. Bridge is great. I love supported bridge with a block underneath the small of your back and just relaxing into it and so when I recommend these yoga poses I guess I'm not I mean you can just like drop and do them if you want to I just, it's probably more likely and how I like to use them is when you are if you have a practice when you are doing a flow um no next time you go into upper dog I'm opening my heart chakra and just bringing awareness to that space is just going to uh, elevate that experience for you I think so if you're in bridge or um upward facing dog or sphinx pose sphinx pose And, um, so we have been talking about different mudras we can use. So yoga is a a big umbrella. And in the West, we are very familiar with the physical practice of yoga, but there are so many other elements. One of them being yoga mudras, which are hand positions you use while you are meditating and while you are breathing. And they are thought to activate the energy centers in your body. And the one we're going to talk about today is Upan Vayu Mudra. And this mudra is thought to mitigate heart disease. And in ancient India, it was considered a lifesaver if someone had a heart attack. So I'm just going to show it, bring this one up to you right now. So you can see this because it's too, actually I can't don't want to do that right now because it'll take too long. So um, I'll just show you then with one hand what you do is you um, actually now I have to figure out how to do it again. Oh, now, now I lost it. Now I forgot. Hold tight everybody. Hold tight. I just need a refresher. Oh yeah. Okay. So right. So your thumb is going to hold on to your middle finger and your ring finger. And then your pinky is gonna stay straight and your index finger is going to just kind of fold into your thumb like that. And so you can do this um, with just resting your hands in your lap if it's comfortable to you. And this really helps to calm the body and regulate the heart. It's really great for easing panic attacks. It helps to relieve sadness and feelings of overwhelm. And it's also really helpful for migraines if you suffer from migraines. And it is great for balancing all three Ayurvedic body types. So all three of the doshas are also balanced by this mudra. So we're going to talk real quick about an essential oil up for the heart chakra. So rose is usually associated with the heart, right? But like rose oil is really expensive. So if you can get your hands on some, great. But if you're looking for something a little more affordable, I would recommend geranium oil. This is my geranium oil. This comes from a company called Melaleuca, which has been around for a long time. They've been making products from household products and also supplements and snacks from tea tree oil. And very sustainable, ethical company, and they've started um, making essential oils now too. So I love geranium. So a normal, uh, a good bottle of rose oil is gonna is gonna cost you about a hundred dollars, and anything less than that is not gonna have the same benefits. But this is about half that. You can find a bottle of geranium between like. 40 and 50 bucks. And again, um, you can look on Etsy to see if people have sample bottles available. I've really been able to expand my collection by going that route. So geranium oil is calming and grounding. It's relaxing and uplifting. It's another really good one for insomnia. And it's often used instead of rose in cosmetics because it's less expensive and the shape and the scent are sort of similar. So it's been called the poor man's rose for a long time. And it's most famous for its skincare properties. I know I've talked about this before, but like I used to have Such bad skin, such bad skin. And so I'm really careful about what I put on my skin now. And I use this religiously. So, and again, I just do like, I do a blend or I mix it with some coconut oil and put it on my face. It was used by the Egyptians for, on their skin, It balances your sebum production. It eliminates dead cells and promotes regeneration of new cells. It's also great for acne scars or any other spots of discoloration you want to even out. It's also really great for healthy hair. You can put, um, it's good if your hair is dry or oily and you can put um, just a few drops in your shampoo or your conditioner, your moisturizer. It helps to balance hormones and mood mood swings. It also soothes menstrual discomfort. It's anti-inflammatory. And um, anyway, I don't need to go into all this, but it it also helps us to detox. Um, It stimulates the urinary tract to release toxins. And with that, we also release emotional and mental toxins as well. It helps us to release judgments and resentments. And it can just help you connect to a more mature heart and an expanded consciousness. And um, it smells really nice. So that's my geranium oil. Um, Flower essences, if you want to try that, which are a uh, very gentle... Uh gentle infusion, you just drop them on your tongue. And so motherwort is really fantastic as a flower essence to help heal the heart chakra. Flower essences are only taken internally. They are very gentle. They affect your body on an, on an energetic level. You can give them to people or animals. And if you're looking to try some flower en- essences, tree, frog, farm. I'll just um, put that right here. Uh, is a really great place. You can find flower essences for like 12 to 15 bucks. And then I'll also, Melaluca is the company for, is a company for essential oils. Um, so at, at Tree Frog Farm, they infuse their f- flower essences with crystals and sunshine and energy and nature and, And so I just love their description of what Mother Wart does. I'm just going to read that to you. So Mother Wart, it says, open your heart to the life force matrix of the universe to receive divine love and compassion. Experience that at the same time. In no time, your heart energy extends far into the universe and is also also here now in this moment. So mine is in the mail. I'll let you know how it is. Um, And... So moving from the flower essence to a flower, again, a rose is usually associated with the space, so you're welcome to focus on a rose if you would like, paint a rose, meditate on a rose, uh, some, have roses in your house. And so I'm going to give you two other options because the space in this Um. In this heart chakra is off is green or pink, whatever resonates with you. You can use a regular old house plant, right? Because we talked about being out in nature, being around plants, really help to heal that heart space. So whatever plants you have, whatever little cacti you have around your house, you know, sit with them in your meditation and just and just allow, um, you know, allow that life force to to come into you and and express gratitude for that. And also I wanted to suggest the idea of cherry blossoms as representing the heart chakra uh, because an abundant amount of cherry blossoms is just about the most beautiful thing on the planet. And in Japan, cherry blossoms are tied to Buddhist themes of mortality because they, when cherry blossoms bloom, they're so prolific, but it is for like two weeks. It's for a really short amount of time. So it's a reminder of the fleeting nature of life. Uh, Cherry blossoms remind us to come back to the present, come back to the heart, and to live and celebrate the moment. Um, I'm just going to take some, stay hydrated here. So as we move into these more spiritual chakras, the foods that we eat don't have as much influence over them, but I do think that Uh, For the heart chakra, if you are feeling anxious, lonely, or there's other negative emotions, your body is going through stress. So it's really important to make sure we are nourishing our body with healthful food. And so green raw foods are going to be really good for you when you are going through times like that. Those are going to give you the nutrients you need to help your body fight stress and and stay balanced and to keep your mental health right. And as we talked about before, if you are consuming them with intention, you are consuming them with the knowledge that you are nourishing uh, and feeding your heart space. And that will just amplify the experience for you. So smoothies are great. We all know smoothies are great in the morning. Just throw some spinach in there. There's been a lot of research showing that chewing your smoothies is really beneficial to the digestive system, making them just a little bit. You don't even have to make them thicker, but just kind of chew on them a little bit and get that saliva working. Fresh green juices and salads, lots of leafy greens, of course. Cucumbers and celery are both really detoxifying. Avocados, we know, are amazing for heart health. Spirulina and chlorella. Kiwis are super full of vitamin C. You can also um, get into matcha or green tea. Green tea, chock full of antioxidants. Uh, Trader Joe's, around the holidays, has a decaffeinated candy cane green tea, which is so good and every year we buy just boxes and boxes and boxes so it'll last us throughout the year so around Christmas start looking that for that at Trader Joe's. Um, Any herbs are really um, good to take because um, are going to help you balance out and also cacao so cacao is, uh, you can do ceremony, ceremonial cacao ceremonies as, that didn't make a, ceremonial cacao, you know what I mean. So cacao has been used as plant medicine for centuries and it's becoming a little more mainstream now. Cacao is a really beautiful and gentle heart opener. Um, so it doesn't, I mean, you know, there are different kinds of cacao and different ceremonies. You may have different reactions. It doesn't make you high. It just, it just makes you, it just makes you more open. And so as we are all still at home, unfortunately, um, you can find zoom ceremonies. People are doing things online so you could experience it and the comfort of your home. Um, and uh, you just want to make sure that you, you can just order some. You just want to make sure that ceremonial-grade cacao. It has really high levels of antioxidants and magnesium, and um, it also has, um, helps produce more serotonin and dopamine. It's just, like, good all around. So uh, hibiscus, we're moving into some other more specific herbs. Hibiscus is really high in antioxidants and known to be good for blood pressure. It's a cooling herb. It's really good for an overactive heart. So um, crystals, right? Rose quartz, usually thought to be the crystal of the heart chakra. I have some raw rose quartz here. And according to feng shui philosophy, I keep it in the southwest. I forget. I keep it in a specific corner of my house that 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 brings uh, love and uh, love and understanding into the household, and so and I love my rose quartz. But I also really like using emerald for balancing the heart chakra. I guess you can't really see that too well, but so I have a little emerald that I really love. Um, emerald brings healing and emotional balance. It is known as the stone of successful love, which we like. This stone helps us to shed insecurities so that we can be a magnet for positive love in our lives. It brings understanding between people, and it's thought to bring prosperity in your life in many different ways. And as I was researching that, I thought back to this podcast I was listening to recently, and she was talking about keeping an abundance journal and keeping track of all the times you get a discount or something for free or an experience for free that others pay for. And I just love that idea so much. So I've started an abundance alert in my journal every time something like that happens to me because that is that is also abundance. And so Emerald is going to help bring uh you know not just financial but abundance of health and abundance of 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 intellectual pursuits and and career and optimism and creativity so i really like emerald for opening the heart chakra we have discussed different solfeggio frequencies for the heart chakra you could use 639 hertz i'm just going to put that in the comments here So it's thought that listening to this tone will fill you with love and compassion. And as you listen to this, you can just feel your negative emotions flowing right out of you. And it also enhances communication. Jasmine would Marina um, is asking if Jasmine would be a good alternative to geranium. Absolutely. Jasmine is a very, um, high vibrating oil and really powerful. There are a lot of healing benefits to Jasmine. I don't know about using Jasmine on the skin, but as far as opening the heart chakra, absolutely. You could definitely use Jasmine. Um, the, uh, good question. The affirmation you can use, of course, I love root chakra. We have I am. The sacral chakra is I feel. The solar plexus is I do, and the heart chakra is I love. Um, and so you can you can do that auspicious mudra we talked about, and just saying to yourself I love, I love. Or as your thoughts start to drift, just come back to I love, I love, I love. And last week, we started to talk about archetypes for each of the chakras, um, which is a reference to the past life healing that I do. And the gentleman who channeled the work that I do, um, he uses uh, some archetypes from a hypnotherapist from like the 70s. And so I... Asking, communicating with spirit—it was the uh, maternal archetype, and everyone's got a different name for it, right? In this work, there is also a feminine archetype. Like last week, we talked about the masculine for the solar plexus, but and and spirit says this this also applies, of course, but more directly is is the maternal, which I think cover um, <laughs> the the need and the the need for nurturing and the to nurture. Aspect involving family, uh, domestic, and emotional life, and balance. And so, balancing this heart space will make all of those areas of your life flow more easily. And so, I've really learned a lot um, putting this class together and focusing on this heart space. And so, this is our fourth class, this is the fourth chakra. Um, If you were in Lauren's astrology class last Wednesday, she talked about 2020 is a four year in astrology. And some of you may have heard these ideas about how we are moving into a fourth density or a fourth dimension. And so I just wanted to touch on that real quick. This idea of densities comes from the what are called the Law of One materials, which are channeled texts, and it's this idea that these represent our levels, the levels of consciousness that the soul needs to pass through. So, rocks and sand are the first density. I think water maybe is the second density and um and and animals maybe, but we have been we as humans have been in the third density for a very long time, this density of self. And it is thought that the earth is a vibrating living being and the earth is undergoing a vibrational transformation and so this is was where this idea comes that that is what is causing all of us to move into to vibrate at a higher speed into the fourth density which is the density of love and understanding and so and i know a lot of us maybe when so when you start to like Realize you're thinking the negative thoughts or realizing you want to say or think something and you stop yourself or maybe there's some people in your life as you undergo your spiritual awakening, which, you know, which is a moving, which is a raising of consciousness whether there's an actual transfer of density involved or not, but you know, you need to let people go as we, as we grow. And as we transform, we need to let people go in our lives. And if you feel like you're yo-yoing with old habits, you know, those can be uh, not symptoms, but you know, can prove that you are undergoing some kind of energetic transformation. And so there's this idea of which are different than densities. And it's like, they're pretty much mean the same thing. Kind of this idea of dimensions is that we, there are timelines going on at the same time and sort of layered on top of each other like blankets. And this idea that as we raise our vibration, we are raising into a different dimension. We are experiencing literally a different reality once we are moving into these more spiritual chakras. And so again, it's, There's a lot of crossover between the two things, but there is a very real idea that we as humans are undergoing a transformation into a more heart-centered space. So whatever vocabulary you want to use about it. And um, I don't really know if I need to talk any more about that because I think that that is pretty clear to everyone. Um, So... That is all the information, the tips and tricks I have. If anybody has any questions, you know, go ahead and speak now. Um, Otherwise, we will move into a Reiki heart-centered meditation. Wonderful. Okay, great. So we'll just go ahead and get started. So, So we'll just take a minute and get comfortable and kind of let all that information settle as it will. Understanding that we are bringing ourselves now into a, into an even more sacred space. And just as you are bringing your awareness into your body, taking a moment to just notice all parts of your body, maybe parts you haven't noticed in a long time, just knowing your, how your ankles are feeling and just noticing your wrists in space, your neck, your ears. Noticing how you're how you're seated, and I invite you to use that auspicious mudra, uh, hands on your chest, if you'd like. Mudra that we talked about, which I know is a little complicated, so you might not remember it, but or any other variation, however your hands, you would like them to be comfortable. <sighs> and so together we take a deep breath in. Acknowledging the sacred time and exhale. Another inhale in together. Exhale, release. We're gonna take another inhale. And as you exhale, imagine the right side of your body along your spine, turning to liquid and melting away another deep inhale in and as you exhale again the right side along your spine imagining your skin your bones your muscles everything just melting down and releasing relaxing inhaling in and as you exhale the left side of your body along your spine turns to liquid and melts away take another deep inhale and as we exhale once again all bones muscles fascia Lid and just melts down. We invite our spirit guides and angels and all of our ancestors to join us today. Though we acknowledge they are always with us, we are conducting a ritual now that we invite them to lend their love and grace to us now. And we are going to modify our breath just enough that you feel it is more deeper than how you usually. Do. I invite my Reiki guides to join us. And as we sit here in this space, allowing our thoughts to just pass. We are guiding our thoughts. We are not controlling them or crushing them or crunching them. There's nothing tense about this experience. If something feels inspired to you, it is okay to allow that thought to be. If you are distracted, and we know the difference between the two, then we say, thank you, but goodbye, and we just allow it to drift away. And so bringing your attention into this heart space, into this beautiful emerald jewel. Breathing in, exhaling. Exhale, inhaling, exhaling. Exhaling. And if you haven't yet, can we just make sure everyone is on mute? We're in our own space. And the Reiki healing is coming. And I invite you at this time to tune in to your heartbeat. And just noticing Breathing and noticing we are allowing the space to soften and expand. Inhaling and exhaling. And now We are going to inhale together for a count of four. Holding at the top and exhaling. Inhaling and holding at the top and exhaling. And I invite you to repeat to yourself. I love myself. I love myself. Accepting that, just noticing how this makes you feel. Accepting the Reiki. And saying that to yourself, quietly or in your head. I love myself. I love myself. I feel compassion for what I have experienced and what I've gone through and what I've learned and how I've grown. And I extend that same compassion to others. I seek to understand more I yearn to love more deeply. Inhaling in. Exhaling. Inhaling in. Holding at the top. And releasing all pressure, anything that feels like it may be stuck there, old heartbreaks, old grief, old old anything that is holding you back from receiving the love from the divine, from expressing that, from allowing yourself to be an expression of love. We ask, we invite our spirit guides, our ancestors and our angels to clear and activate our heart chakras, allow us to radiate this beautiful love and light to ourselves and to the world. Inhale in, exhale, inhale in, exhale, returning to your heartbeat. I am grateful for this moment. I am grateful for this moment of peace. I am so thankful that I took it upon myself to care for my mental health, for my my spirit today. I express thanks and allow that gratitude to fill your heart. Start to see this green chakra, this Anahata energy traveling throughout your body. Feel it. Relax your shoulders. The sparkly green light moves through your arms. Feel the insides of your elbows relax and feel this beautiful green healing light move through each finger. Feel it in each wrinkle of your palm. Relaxing. Relaxing. You are feeling so safe. You are allowing the love to enter you that is constantly being projected onto you and radiating from you. We feel this green energy move down our spine expressing appreciation for each vertebrae and if you if that inspires you to move a little bit that's okay feeling that energy move feeling your spine relax it is strong and you are supported by it We express gratitude as we move down our front body for our digestive system, for our skin, our ribs, which protect us. Seeing the screen light move into our hips, expressing love for our hips, expressing gratitude. Breathing in, breathing out allowing the thoughts to flow by, staying here together. We are connected in this moment. We are raising each other up in this moment. Feeling this green heart chakra energy travel throughout your body and feeling so relaxed. You feel this energy moving through your neck and into your face. Feeling gratitude for our faces, for how we express ourselves. We invite now, we have a couple of minutes left. We invite Archangels, uh, Metatron, and Raphael to join us. Raphael helps with heart healing. Metatron helps to elevate our consciousness. And so we invite them to share their gifts and their light with us now. Feel that light pouring into you. Feel this penetration of radiant love and divine being come into your soul, helping you to remember who you are and to remember that you are pure love. You are pure love. and breathe, inhaling, and exhaling, how does that feel, staying in this space, transcending awareness, breathing. Feeling so relaxed and so safe. Feeling so grateful. Grateful for everything that has gotten us to where we are now. Receiving this archangel light, receiving this archangel energy, feeling it shine out of every pore of your body. It is brighter and brighter and it is filling the space that you are in. This energy, this heart space energy radiating from you is filling your building. It is soothing all hearts who need it. This energy starting with you that is connected to the divine is now able to move into the world and offer healing and solace and love and compassion to whoever needs it we invite those souls into this space and we offer them healing, we offer them compassion, we offer them love, and we offer them understanding. Inhaling and exhaling. Bringing your attention to your heartbeat. Sensing it. We sit together in a moment of silence, assimilating this energy, allowing our physical body, our spiritual body, our energetic body, allowing them all to assimilate together are, of course, welcome to stay here for as long as you would like. If you need to move about your day, you can begin to bring your awareness back into the space. I'm sealing up the Reiki work that we did for you. We say thank you to the archangels for being here with us. Ah, what a surge of energy there was. How beautiful it was to participate in this healing circle. We say thank you to my Reiki guides, to our spirit guides, angels, and mentors, and ancestors for assisting us. And we say thank you to ourselves for taking care of our gentle hearts so that they may be strong. As you are ready, you can begin to feel yourself, feel the soles of your feet, wherever they are, grounded. You can begin to wiggle your toes and move your fingers, maybe rubbing your hands together to bring them to life here. And when you feel centered and grounded, I invite you to open your eyes. And when I looked at it, it looked like it was now aqua instead of the beautiful emerald green. So I said, I think all the green went into my heart. think so. I do. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. <sighs> Thank you so much for being here with me. It is so important that we come together for the purpose of healing and learning and expressing support for each other and the world that we are all connected by. And I am so grateful to be a part of this. Um, I invite you, please. um, You're welcome to I would love to connect on social media. I would love to know um, how this was for you. And if you uh, take this into your week, I invite you to take one or two of these practices into your week to see how they resonate with you. So that will be it for today. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Namaste, blessings and balance to you all. Good night, take care of yourselves. Drink lots of water, drink lots of water. Thank you, Faith. You're welcome. Bye everyone. I'll see you next week for the throat chakra. It'll be beautiful and expressive. Bye.